Rebecca is someone that we just learned about, so we're going to learn a lot about her story along with you today. So I'm going to read part of her bio, and as always, her full bio, her social media links, all of that stuff, email, contact will be in the show notes, so that'll be there for you. I love that Rebecca calls herself an amplifier of love and a catalyst for breakthroughs. That's what I definitely wanted to to read. She's a transformational hypnotist, a money mindset coach. She helps visionary women live their truth. Um, She has helped her clients release old blocks and traumas and loss and fears, and she helps them to live a life of joy. Um, Rebecca's clients include spiritual entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, women who have a message to share with the world and more than that too again the full bio is there she's worked with women across the country to help them live abundantly and michelle and i both were intrigued by this and this will be your first question rebecca lives with her husband and this will be the question in a relationship she manifested so we need to know what that is and her rescue dogs lucy and millie in sioux falls south dakota so rebecca what does that mean? You manifested this this relationship. That's a new phrase to us. Mm. Mm. I created space for that relationship to show up. Ooh. Yeah. It gives me goosebumps to think about it. Do what? you do you want to hear the story of it? Of course we want to hear the story of it. <laughs> the the part first part of the story is that I was actually hired to work at the company where he worked 20 something, 20 years before we actually met. And I didn't take the job. And then shortly after that, he ended up getting married. So you, really, you didn't meet him like through the interview or anything. You're just saying you found out later. Okay. Yes. Found okay. out later. Um, we met through mutual friends and um, we were actually at the same table on New Year's Eve, the year we met and still didn't meet. He's in one of my New Year's Eve photos. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> and I wasn't ready because my mind was somewhere else on someone else, right? So I was looking somewhere else, mm. not in a state of receiving at all, kind of in a state of chasing. Wow. And but what is really fun about this story is that we met and we became great friends and fell in love. So I just I love our love story. But the before the pieces, all those before pieces of being in relationships where I was just taking leftovers really from people, uh-huh. not really being in my worthiness, not feeling like, I, I mean, I had no real standards for quality relationships. And I started taking stock of what kind of relationships I was in and who I wanted to be with. And I actually wrote out a list of everything I didn't want in a partner. And then I took that list and turned it into everything I do want in a partner, destroyed the first list. And I put it in this book that I had read years and years ago about writing down your goals. And I found the list with all of these qualities, Mm -hmm. including blue eyes. Oh my gosh. Wow. Right after, uh, right around the time that we were getting married because it was moving offices too. And wait, let us guess, let us guess. He had some of the qualities, most of the qualities, everything on the list and so much more. Wow. He's my magic man. He is my angel. And when was that? How long have you been together? Oops. We lost there for a second. How long? We have been together eight years, eight years. Yeah. Eight years. Well, yeah. 
I love your story. That that is thank you. And I loved when you said that you were not in a, a state of receiving. I mean, that's really powerful. It is. Yeah. When I think we turn our back on the receiving and think we have to work so hard to make everything that we want happen. And we forget, I forget still to this day, and I've been practicing it for so long, I forget to ask for help from God, from the universe, from source, whatever you want to call it. I forget to ask for help. We think we have to just be the pack mule and the guide and everything else all at the same time. And we get to ask for help and be fully supported in our humanness. That is so beautifully put. I don't know which like you also mentioned worthiness. Like what were you saying about worthiness? I said it was like you know powerful what you said about about worthiness, not really living in your worthiness. Because I think as women, like sometimes that is not even something we we think about. Like, is this am I living in my worthiness in this relationship, friendship? Yes. Am I actually getting something out of this relationship too? Instead of just pouring in and pouring in and pouring in. And honestly, I witnessed a lot of women in my life doing that when I was younger, just being the the housekeeper, the governess, the whatever, and not fully being a partner. So not really asking for their demands to be met or not even demands, but requests or needs. and just yeah, so- needs. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was a really powerful change for me. And then forgiving the people in my life who I saw not standing up for themselves, being maybe resentful that they didn't have what they wanted, but then never giving voice to it either. Yes. It's easy as a woman or a friend looking around at your friends, seeing them be in unhappy, but not doing something about it. Mm-hmm. And I had to release, learn to release all of that. Learn to release the judgment of all of that. Learn to release and forgive, release that judgment of myself and forgive myself. And then know that that was just an old set of beliefs that I was entertaining and I didn't have to. And I could start to believe something new. Yeah, that's a, a life-changing change in mentality. Yes. It took place over a few years and it was, uh, in, in, it was a fascinating journey. Was it something like today we're going to have you talk to us a little bit about fear and I'm assuming that fear was a part of what was holding you back from making the changes initially. Is that, you didn't say that, but I'm assuming that was part of it. Right. I believe if, go ahead. I believe if we're not operating from love, we're operating from fear. So if we are operating from love, which includes self-love, being assertive and asking for what we want, feeling valuable, feeling worthy, then we will hopefully ask for what we need. And I think in my previous relationships, I was afraid I was a bother or too high maintenance. And instead I became no maintenance. Which is what a lot of women do. Right. Well, that, that fear. um, So we had a few questions that we were going to ask you today about fear. And one of them you've kind of talked about a little bit, I think already, but maybe you can expand on it a little bit. And that's how, how fear can actually help you figure out what is not in alignment in your life. And it sounds like that's what happened, right? With you in the past, that that's kind of what kicked you in the behind day. 
<laughs> Absolutely. It was, a, it was, um, I'm stubborn. So it took several kicks in the behind to, to figure things out. Right. And I'm still, we're all works in progress. I'm still figuring things out. But the, these fears of not being good enough, not being a good enough partner, asking too much, not wanting to be a bother, wanting to keep everything so smooth for everybody else that it took, it just whittled away at my self-love, if I even had any, my self-worth, my self-esteem. I was kind of a shell of myself by the time I finished the old way of having these relationships where I wasn't asking for anything. And no, go ahead. Please continue. I was just going to say, I was just going to tell you all just a quick, my granddaughter, who's 11, one of my granddaughters spent the night last week and in the morning, like mid morning, I went down to get on the elliptical and I told her I was going to get on the elliptical and she comes downstairs like after five minutes and said, are you almost done? And I said, no, it'll probably be about 30 minutes. And she was like, oh, 30 minutes. And I don't know. I was having an epiphany in that moment. And I said, Emma, I'm unhappy a lot. Do you want to know why? <laughs> she was like, yeah. And I said, because I am constantly trying to make sure everyone's happy, that your needs are met, that, oh, I said women is what I said. And I said, I want you to know this. I said, as a woman, that I was trying to, you and Poppy and everybody, and then I don't do anything that I want to do. I said, so I want to be on this elliptical for an hour, and I will be up after that hour's over. And she went, okay. <laughs> so she didn't ask for that, but you're right, right? I mean, it's it's that that giving, 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 giving. But when you have that epiphany or when you have those blinders lifted that you are okay to express your needs, then then it's a it's it's a whole life changer thing. Absolutely. Because someone who matched that, who wanted his needs met and was willing to partner with me to help me meet my needs, and then all of our all of the joyful desire that is outside of that, all of our wants and dreams, that it, it feels every single day. And I'm not joking. I am not trying to sugarcoat this in any way. We fall more in love every single day. Every time we work on something hard, difficult, strenuous together, we grow stronger. And we did set boundaries and standards in our relationship when we started and made agreements about what we wanted for our relationship, which was like seriously adulting, right? That was like yeah, the biggest thing when I was nearly engaged when I was in my 19, 20 years, I would have never thought of having agreements about what kind of life we were going to have or caring about matching our values. I was so egocentric. I just assumed our values matched, right? Yes. And now we had conversations about that and continue to have conversations about what kind of life we want to have. That yeah. is serious self-love. That is so beautiful. Thank you. You happen to watch Big Bang Theory? Yes. In fact, we have watched that together. Yeah. So the relationship contract that Sheldon has with Amy <laughs> and his roommates. <laughs> It's very intense. Ours is more like a few bullet points. <laughs> it's Perfect. not a legal document. <laughs> not a legal document. Okay. So for our listeners, then you're not recommending a legal document, just a no. nice, yes. <laughs> Honorable, tr like trust, uh, based in respect and trustworthy trust and loyalty, really. Right. 
that we make these agreements together and we remember them and honor them. So do you think then that fear, so, so that fear was like the fear of speaking up, the fear of not being good enough, the fear of making people unhappy. And so you talked about it helped you to find out what was out of alignment. So is it, we just wanted to ask you kind of mention, is it fair to say then, even though it kind of sucks that fear is your friend? Yes. I didn't really answer your question earlier completely, did I? If no, fear is a guide. Mm-hmm. And when we, I'm very much an advocate for creating awareness, building your awareness, building your awareness, and doing that by building a relationship with yourself. So you're paying attention to, does this give me burning in my heart? Does this give me an uneasy stomach? Do I have tightness on my shoulders? Do I have pain in my head? These are indicators that something isn't right. And usually when something isn't right, fear is in the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even when we're walking through something difficult, but we know what we need to do and we're doing it, we don't have those kinds of responses as often. They usually come up because something is out of alignment. Yes. So it's, it's a guide. As much as our spirit, desires, higher self, our relationship with our spirituality as a guide, our relationship with that, our physical body telling us stories mm-hmm. is a guide too. And fear, it's either fear or love, right? If, it, if those are the two options and everything flows from them. Well, it's a, it's a basic emotion. We're all wired with it. We yes. are all wired with this basic emotion of fear. So it has a purpose. Yes. To keep us safe, right? To keep us alive, really. Yes. Michelle, what were you, I think you were talking and. And so I was just going to say like, that's like such an interesting way to look at it. Like it's either you're operating out of fear or love when you think of it that way. And then you think back and I think back about certain like decisions, relationships, I completely see of what you're saying where I don't know that like it's viewed that way ordinarily. And I think I spent a lot of time in fear. I mean, not just a lot of time. If you add up the calendar, (laughs) the days spent in fear in relationships and in my jobs when I was in, had a corporate job, the amount of time I spent in fear rather than love, and that includes self-love, which I think a major act of self-love is to create a life that you actually love two yes I use the word love a lot it's important to me That's okay yeah that I could easily judge myself for being out of love and in fear a lot right but like we were talking about just a moment ago we have to go there to learn how to return mm-hmm. to know how to come back to learn that we like it in love the love feelings it feels a lot better, doesn't it, than the yes. alternative? Yes. Well, it seems like learning how to navigate that correctly, like completely determines whether you have healthy boundaries or not. Completely. Yes. Because those are all built off of our standards, right? right. And those are all built off of our, our self-love and what our needs are and our, the, our, our standard operating procedures. And then, like you said, na- the navigation, because we don't usually make a boundary until someone causes a situation in which we think, oh, look, that 
that area did not have a fence at all. We've got to put something in there so they can't get in, but we don't usually set a boundary until a boundary or a, something has made us uncomfortable. So it's... That's a good... That fence way is a good way to look at it. Like you move into a house, you may not put up a fence unless a dog comes rushing you or you don't like the neighbors. See, I mean, something happens. Right. Well, I was even thinking kind of in, in terms of like, like a lot of women like don't set boundaries for fear someone's going to like walk away. Yes. Fear, 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 Ugh, fear. So much. Well, you said something. We, where... No, go, go ahead, because I want you to finish that thought. All of these ideas about women being high maintenance or, you know, they're old, they're old, old things like that. And um, being, you know, if we look back even centuries, hysterical and all that uh, stuff, I think we're all trying to just maintain composure so nobody thinks we're crazy and needy or high maintenance or too emotional or whatever. And most of us, let's face it, all of us have some bits of trauma in our lives, which amplify our emotions and amplify our sensitivity and all of that. But we're trying to pretend that that isn't there to satisfy the needs of everyone else. I mean, women are, we know this, you've already touched on it, that historical tendency to overgive. Mm-hmm. And not only from a nurturing place, but a... I'm going to make this right for everybody yep. because that's my job is just to smooth things out. Even if they come behind me and crumple it all up again, I'm going to smooth it out because I just want to take care of everything that. You know, when you talk about that, it's interesting to think about, um, you think about, I guess like a eulogy. Okay. A eulogy of a woman who has passed. And so often that eulogy or or maybe it's an awards banquet or whatever and there's the selflessness and um and she gave up everything for everybody else and she never took care of herself or and and everybody's just like oh she was such a great woman she was you know selfless well we i mean we want to participate in the development of others and we want to be humans caring humans but it definitely glorifies that whole you're a good woman if you never think about yourself right and that's not healthy yeah it reminds me of the pots and pans comment from that fire article the story you talked about yeah um that so yeah you might want to share about that but oh just my house burned down in the middle of the night uh 20 some odd years ago gosh we had to kick out the windows, get the kids out. And it was three days before Christmas. My husband was a cop. So we had lots of media coverage. And in one of the articles that was written in our local newspaper, she said something like, you know, what do you say to a police officer who's devoted his life to his to his career and, and lost it all three days before Christmas? What do you say to his children who've lost all of their favorite toys? And what do you say to his wife who has lost every dish, pot and pan during the most festive season of the year? Yeah, Michelle, I was like, um, yeah, we almost died. That really wasn't top of mind. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so easy for people to put us in our roles, isn't it? It is. It is. And you said something a minute ago, and I'm afraid if I don't say it now, I'll forget it. Um, you talked about 
judging. So you use the word judgment. And I know that you talk about this um, assigning like a judgment to an emotion. And you talk about that being a really negative thing. What do you mean by that? Do emotions need to be good or bad? And sometimes, so I work with women who are really trying to build a magical life for themselves, doing the work of their soul, doing this amazing, giving amazing gifts to the world and being well paid for it. And often they're in, when they come to me, they're in this place of, I've been doing everything. I've been doing everything. I've been doing everything, but I'm still feeling these feelings. And I'm so mad at myself for feeling scarcity or feeling out of alignment or feeling fear or feeling limited in some way. And the deciding that feeling those feelings is bad adds another layer, compounds the feeling. And then it makes it just like concrete, you know, it doesn't, Yes. that extra judgment just make, takes such a hold on that initial emotion that it's harder to move. And I think if you can practice releasing judgment of every thought that you have, every desire that you have, every old event in your life that you have guilt or shame or doubt or anger from, if you can release the judgment, that first layer, mm-hmm. then you can actually start to mold and express those feelings without um, being so attached to them. I'm so we glad. start judging. Yes, I'm so glad you said that because I'm not sure. I think Michelle and I have had a conversation like this, but I'm not sure either of us ever verbalized. Because um, I, I have been, you know, my history of anxiety, and I would be so mad at myself for feeling anxious. So then, not only was I anxious, I was angry, and I also wanted to be normal. And I'm air quoting, you know, <laughs> since you're listening. Um, just wanted to be normal. And it was making me mad that I couldn't be normal thinking that I was one of the very few people who would ever have a worrisome thought. And then it does, Rebecca, it just takes it to this next awful level. I'm so, I'm so glad you worded it like that. Oh, thank you. My whole career as a hypnotist really has been helping people break through anxious and panic and rage, anxiety, panic and rage. And the, the people that I would work with are largely super high achievers and mad as heck that they have anxiety. How can I be actually happy in my life and still wake up in sweats, like wake up fully sweating and having anxious, panicky thought and heart racing and all that stuff. I'm doing everything right. Like that intense judgment, that was the first layer that we would always always peel Peel off Mm -hmm. because the decision to talk to somebody about it is a huge one. First of all, opening yourself up, being that vulnerable saying I am successful and I'm dealing with panic attacks or, and I have this rage that I need to release. Then being able to go into, Hey, I can actually look at these experiences in my life and I can build acceptance of them. And that will actually help me release this. I don't have to be mad at myself Mm -hmm. because I went through these things. I can actually use them as points in my life that 
I learned these great lessons and I can turn this all around and feel peacefulness and openness in my chest. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, isn't and, it, isn't it interesting like how much harder like we are on ourselves than if like a friend were experiencing it like our vocabulary what we would say to them would be completely different than what we say to ourselves oh yeah we're so brutal aren't we yes to ourselves how could you feel that way what's wrong with you and if a friend said it we would gather them up let's show you know show them <laughs> such intense love Get them a cup of tea, you know, get their, get them their favorite slippers, you know, give them a soft blanket. Let's talk about this. You're fine. You're not a bad person. You're not messing up. We would never do that. Instead, immediately we go to what is wrong with me because right. I'm feeling this. And if we saw someone say, what is wrong with you? The way that we say, we would say, well, never mind. That's going to be a lot of the words, what is wrong with you? And I'm not going to be clear. But anyway, if we watch <laughs> someone saying that to someone else, we would be like, what is wrong with you? Why would you do that? But Absolutely. We would step in like, right, right. Yeah. Well, let's, let's do this for our last few minutes together. Um, I wish we had like hours with you. Um, try to help. So, so the women who are listening, if they have this fear of taking the leap, you know, getting past that fear, doing something, how can you help them? And Rebecca, if you can weave in there, or if you don't, I'll ask you again, just how, anything else about how you got to this point? Cause I, I want to know you better in the next few minutes. Cause you're, you've just got such clarity. Like, how did you get to this point? So whatever, wherever you want to go with that, help us and tell us a little bit about how you got there. Okay. That's some, a lot. Some, some difficult things happened when I was a child and so sorry some difficult things happened when i was a child and i was witness to them and i thought there has to be a better way to deal with the emotions that come from these kinds of situations and i thought i was going to become a family therapist or a psychiatrist and i went to college and then i didn't end up doing anything in with my psychology degree because I would have been paid $5 an hour or something like that at the time. And instead I stayed in my corporate job and started grad school and did all those things. And an angel came to me and said, what do you know about hypnosis? And it was a good friend of mine at the time at this place that I. So like a, a human, a human angel okay, gotcha. came into my life at this place that I, I didn't like working from the first day. I have to kind of whisper that because I feel kind of a little bit sad because I made so many friends there, but I really did not like the work environment and I really didn't like the job. But this person came into my life and we had this conversation and he said, I think you could really help a lot of people with this. And at the time I was dealing with severe, moderate to severe social anxiety. Mm. If you invited me someplace, place we would have to drive together you'd have to meet me at the door I didn't want to be there uh, unless I knew somebody was going to be there waiting for me so I spent a lot of time huddled in my apartment basically uh, and I went to hypnosis training did all the things I had to do before did my residency and I came home and I had no anxiety I had healed it during my training wow exactly and I felt immediately like I have to help other people get rid of this. And 
many of my clients are also, because I, I just love networking, many of my clients are also people I meet through networking. So there are other female entrepreneurs largely. And we're all discovering that our mind is the key to our success. Mm-hmm. So doing the work that I do required me and way for me to dive deep into what my own gunk is. I like to call it gunk, what my own gunk is and what other kinds of gunk that I witness and being in a place of non-judgment about it. Because for me being a, a hypnotist and a mentor and any of that requires me to have an open heart and an open mind and not to judge anybody who's bringing their story before me. And that's so great. And to release my judgment of myself. So I'm not looking at their story through my own gunky filters. Right. And that practice releasing the judgment and continuing to do it. And it's imperfect. Some days I judge the heck out of myself, you know, Yeah. but working on that and letting that be where I place most of my effort in my life working on being in, uh, or efforting on being in non-judgment has helped me to see things a lot more clearly because I have far fewer thoughts in my head when I'm not judging. That's so good. That's really good. So, and that's a great place for our listeners to hear where you've come from to then feel like you understand their pain and you can help them. So yes. what, what can you say to help? I mean, you've said so much already to help them, but if there were other points or things you wanted to let them know, what would that be? Hmm. We want you well, to hear from, we want them to hear from you. Okay. Tune into your body. Listen to your body. If you are constantly having tightness in your stomach, if you're constantly feeling pain on your shoulders or pressure in your head, but you feel like you can just say it's stress, Look at what that stress is. Look at when those feelings flare up in your body. What's happening? What decisions are you making? What are you feeling? And then as you're looking at them and experiencing them without judgment, just honoring them, letting them be a feeling, what, do you, what are the actions that you take and what are the beliefs that are happening around this time as well? What thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and actions are you taking during these times And are you moving in the direction that you want to? And answering that question without judgment, without perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And then if you need help, open up, open up to your friends, open up to people you can trust. Yes. People who are okay with you shining and being successful as you break through these things. Ooh, that's powerful right there. Yeah. Yeah. there might be people who want you to stay right there in your gunk because you're in the gunk with them. Right. We have a word for sharing gunk, right? Commiserate. But we do, we have one for sharing joy. I think we should really work on that with the dictionary people. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's either celebrate or commiserate, right? Not a lot of celebrate. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We don't celebrate each other's successes enough. I don't think largely. I agree. Absolutely. Because there's so much envy and comparison and that's all judgment, right? But when, so when you find your people or you find one good person to share this journey with, or if you have to invest in working with a professional, 
you will not regret taking that journey, even if it takes you a couple professionals to find your right, the right person. You won't regret taking that journey. An investment in yourself, no one can ever, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, take that away from you. Yeah, take that. Um, uh, <laughs> the word just totally escaped me. Oh my goodness. I hate that. Well, this is the right place for you then because that happens to us all the time. That uh, what do they do to a car when you don't make your payments? Oh, repossess. Yes. No one <laughs> yay! Can ever, yay, we did it. No one can ever repossess your self-growth. Mm. No one can take away that journey that you have put yourself on and allowed yourself to take and loved yourself through. That is, that the, is the, the most important investment. And then everybody else around you, if you think you need to still give to other people, you will have the energy that you've given to yourself you can give from your overflow instead of giving from an empty cup or vessel yourself up right yes yes so tune into your body tune into your thoughts release the judgment connect with your tribe of celebrators is that mm -hmm. okay <laughs> celebrators yes we'll call it that what is the word for people who celebrate no all right rebecca get with the dictionary I don't know. I'll work on that. <laughs> so yeah, celebrate, invest in yourself, um, all of those things. That that is so great. Do you have anything else you want to end off with, Michelle? Do you have any questions? What do we have left to cover? We, I mean, you said a lot in a short period of time. I was gonna say like that because like Tammy and I had talked about doing um, the next series of podcasts on empowering women and so we just did one on leadership and then this is is so empowering like learning how to navigate fear like finding your tribe of people that will celebrate with you yes it's that's life-changing yes i do think that women in their 30s late 30s maybe and 40s when you really know you're you start to really come in your own you start to know yourself that you can you can make new friends that can be on that same path. Mm -hmm. And those friends will be more, the people, they will probably be more confident as well. You know, more knowing themselves that they, it's not as much of a competition as, you know, maybe it was in high school. And then we carry that into our twenties and stuff like that. Finding those people who are really grounded and have similar values because a good relationship is like a good marriage. You want to have similar shared values anyway. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I had not thought of it like that before, but that's true. Yeah. Well, you've, you've, you've had so much to share and I know these women are going to get a lot from that. Um, Rebecca, if you can, if you think of any tools that you have that you want to send me to put in the show notes, um, I will okay. definitely put, I think you have some resources on your website. Yes, I do. Do you do virtual sessions with people? Okay. Yes. Does it matter yes. where they live? They can still get in touch with you and you can still help them. So all of that will be in the show notes. Oh, thank you. She was great, wasn't she? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I love your energy, both of you, so much. Aww. And yeah. you're so complimentary to each other. Like, it's you're just such a lovely team. Aw, that was yeah. really sweet. Thank that you. That was very sweet. Yes. We really appreciate that. 
Well, ladies, we are so glad that you joined us today. All of Rebecca's information will be in the show notes, which is still hosted at TammyWest.com. So make sure you go and check that out. Um, join the Facebook group if you haven't done that already. Um, leave comments, download, subscribe, all those things to help other women to see the show and to grow the community. And Rebecca, when we end our time together, um, I will say until next time, and then together we will say, consider yourself hugged. So are you ready? Okay, Michelle and I usually mess it up, so we'll see how, how it goes. <laughs> so until we are together next time, Consider yourself hugged. <laughs> <laughs>